Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to Build with VAs. I am Valentina Brega and if you watch this show, you know that here we talk about everything related to scaling your business. We talk about how to hire A players, how to manage them, how to train them, sales, marketing. I have awesome guests here and there's so much more to share with you. But in this episode, I'm gonna show you how I found my team of A players. People ask me all the time, your VAs are amazing. How did you find them? What did you do? I'm gonna share exactly what questions I asked them at the interview to identify the A players from everyone else. I'm going to show you the question. I'm going to show you why I'm asking that question and give you a bad and a good example. And this is what really helps me identify the top of the top candidates. And I hope you can do that in your company as well and use this information. So without further ado, let's go. Okay, so here are the 10 questions that helped me secure good hires. Question number one, why did you leave your previous job or why are you leaving your company now? Why am I asking this? I'm asking because I want to see the candidates attitude towards work. I want to know what's important to them, how they handle adversity and how they talk about previous companies. And also very important, I want to know the reason why they left, if that's something that I can offer them, if I can meet their needs that the previous company couldn't do. So a bad example or a red flag would be something like, well, I just had to leave the company because it was such a toxic environment and I didn't get along with my co-workers and oh, oh my god I just had to get away from that obviously this is bad now a good example is anything that's genuine I don't have a canned response I'm actually very against canned responses in an interview because I don't think they're genuine but a good response here would be something genuine something tactful even if they did have a bad experience even if they worked in a toxic environment it's not what happens to you but how you react to it and this is what I want to see I want to see the personality of that candidate how they handle rejection how they handle adversity, what they did to overcome a, a toxic environment or overcome a problem in the company. So even if that's the response they're giving me, it's how they package it, how they frame it, that's gonna make them stand out. The second question is, what did you like about a previous job? The reason I'm asking this question is because I want to know what is important for that candidate. Like what tasks do they like? What do they enjoy? What brought them happiness in a work environment? And to me, this is important because I want to know if my company can offer this to them or if we could offer that at some point. So let's say somebody really enjoyed being in a leadership position, but they're not applying to a leadership role now. In my mind, if that person likes being a leader, I think they're going to do everything they can to prove that they deserve a position of leadership, which means they're going to uh, prove themselves, do the work right, they want to grow, they have this growth mindset, and I can eventually put them in a leadership position. And also that helps me understand where my company is growing with this person in-house. So what did you like about your previous job can really open a lot of opportunities to see how that person fits into your company now or in the future. Obviously, a bad example would be something like, um, I, I didn't really like much about that job. I was just there for the paycheck, to be honest with you. Well, you know, a huge red flag. A good example would be what they say, how they answer it, but also how they react to it, how their face lights up when they talk about this. They could say something like, I loved working on big projects with my amazing team. I had a wonderful team. And together with my team, we had a project with very close deadlines and we all worked together. We all had to figure out some solutions. And it just brought me so much joy when we could finish the project in time, on the budget, you know, and everything was 
smooth. That's a very good response. Again, you just see the attitude and the personality behind answering that question. Question number three is, what do you know about us or our company? Why am I asking this question? <laughs> well, I think it's obvious. I want people who want to work with me. I want people who want this job that I'm offering. If they applied anywhere, if they just read the job descriptions, like, yeah, that's pretty good, I guess, and they applied, it doesn't tell me that they want to stay in this company. What if they just applied everywhere and then, you know, it's not really my goal for the company. It's not aligned with their goal for themselves. So a bad answer here would be like, oh, um, I don't really know much about your company. I haven't researched, but maybe you can tell me what exactly you do here. Like that would be a huge red flag for me. It's, it's kind of like dating. If you think about this, like dating, right? Let's say two people go on a date and somebody says, so what did you like about my profile? Why did you invite me out? And they say, to be honest, I, I saw so many people. I don't really know why I invited you. I just thought, why not? That's not something you want to hear from your date, right? So why would that be different in a company? I want you to tell me why you want to work with us. Do some research, know what we stand for, know our core values. Everything is available on the website or on our YouTube channel or everything, right? There is so much information about any company and I want the person to really want this. So a good answer would be something like, I loved your YouTube channel. I loved your podcast. I love your website. Everything looks great. And I love the fact that you talk about your team so highly. And that means that everyone who works with you is happy in the role, that they are thriving, they are having good results, and they never want to leave. So to me, it's important because it shows stability, it shows professionalism, it shows a, a wonderful work environment. So that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's a very good answer and I want that person to work with me. All right, let's go next. The next question I ask is what skills do you have that make you a perfect match for this role? And the reason I ask that is because I want to know whether or not the candidate understands the role and see how he or she can apply those skills to our role. If they're telling me about other skills completely unrelated to the role I'm asking, then it's probably not going to be a good match or maybe they don't really take it seriously. So again, look at how they respond to this, not just the words they say, but how, how they responded. So a bad answer would be like, um, I don't really have skills that would be a good match, but I'm a fast learner, so I just really need experience. I can't find a job anywhere without experience, so I'm really looking for a place where I can gain experience. This is a completely different topic, what to do if, if a candidate doesn't have experience, so I don't want to go too much into this. But a good answer would be something like, Look, this is what you need. You need somebody to handle this project. You need somebody to do A, B, and C. That's exactly what I did for my previous job. And in fact, this is the result that I've gotten when I did A. This is the result that I gotten for B. And this is what I got for C. So I think my skills are very valuable to your organization. And I also want to learn from you because, and so, so, right? So show, I want the candidate to tell me what they can give me, but also what I can give to them. It's a two-way street. And I don't hear this answer a lot, but if I do hear it, I know that this is a person worth talking to, and I'm definitely going to consider this candidate. Question number five that I ask is, because we talk about skills, I say, well, do you have any other skills that were not mentioned on your resume or on the job description? And the reason I'm asking is because I want to see potential. I want to see what this person can do that maybe I haven't thought of. So let's say this person is very skilled in social media. That's not exactly the position they're applying for, but they could add potential value to me down the road in social media. So I wanna know, I just wanna have a good, good understanding of what this candidate can do and what fuels them. A bad answer would be, um, no, not, not, no other skills that pretty much covers it, I guess right? Obviously. Um, the, a good answer would be something like, well, I'm so glad you asked. 
In addition to the skills that I have here, I just didn't put everything on your resume because I wanted to keep it very tailored to this job. But in addition to this, I love social media. I understand analytics. I have a very analytical mind. I understand numbers. I understand traffic. So um, I would love to maybe one day get to that position. But right now, I've, since I applied to this role, you know, fill in the blanks. I'm hoping to also add some of that uh, data analysis into my new job or something like that. Question number six is probably the simplest question, but one where people have the hardest time. And the question is, tell me about yourself. And I'm asking this because I want to know what that person can do and who that person is on a personal level, not on a professional level necessarily. I want to know what hobbies they have. I want to know what fuels them. I'm going to spend eight hours working with that person per day. Obviously, we need to enjoy each other's company. So to me, this is a very important question. Even if you're working remotely, even if we work virtually, this is an important question. And so a bad answer, and that's something that I typically see, is when people tell me everything from their resume, I was like, well, I do have the resume in front of me, so just tell me something something that makes you, you, you know, something that's not on, on the resume. Just connect person to person, human to human. That's what I really like to, to see. And instead, a lot of the times I hear uh, where they went to school, how they liked it, what they didn't like it. They worked from this year to this year in this job, and then they moved to this job, and then they moved to this job, and what they did here and what they did there. I think what people are missing is when an interviewer asks, tell me about yourself, I want to know who you are and how you can help me. So tell me about your experience, but through the lens that I need. Uh, tell me about your experience, but what I need to hear and how you can add value to me. So not a lot of people get it. So if you're applying for a job in finance, you talk about what gets you excited about finance. When did you know you want to have a job in finance? Why did you choose your previous job to work in finance? Why are you applying this? So again, what value can you bring me and show me that you're passionate about the job that you're applying for? And that's not something I see a lot. Question number seven, it's probably one of my favorites, and that is, what have you done in the last 12 months to improve your skills? The reason I'm asking is because coachability is very important to me. It's one of my core values. I love working on myself personally, professionally. I want to be better. And I want people in my corner and in my company who have the same core values. So a bad answer is if someone tells me, I mean, look, I have experience of 10 years. I don't think I need to improve anything else in my skills. I got this, you know, like I don't read books or those gurus. My 10 years experience is much better than anything you can find online. And even if they might be so good, even if they are the best candidates, it's just the attitude that I don't like because I know people people in my network who are very successful, multimillionaires, and they all have one thing in common. They all want to work on themselves. They want to improve their skills. They are never satisfied with the level where they are right now, and they want to be better and better and better. And if the candidate that is applying to work with me doesn't see things the same way and is very okay being where they are, there's always going to be someone better than them. There's always going to be someone who's going to work harder and be their knowledge. And I don't want that kind of person on my team. Obviously, a good answer would be something like, um, well, in the last 12 months, I read this awesome book talking about how to be more productive. Or I found this amazing technique that I'm implementing right now, and it improves my productivity three times. And this is what exactly what I do. I also like to follow this person on YouTube. I like to do this. I attend seminars. I take courses because I believe in self-improvement and I want to be better and better at my craft. So always get a person who is coachable. And if someone is against being coachable, it's not trainable, do not get that person on board. It's not going to work in the long run. The next question is a little untraditional, but I ask directly, I say, so 
how long are you planning on working with me? And a lot of the times candidates are taken aback because they don't expect that question. They're like, oh, how, how long? Yeah, how long do you plan to work with me? Obviously, I want to ask this question because maybe they have some plans in the future. And if they're being honest and genuine, it's like, well, you know what? Actually, I'm only available for six months until I start my university or until I have to relocate or until something. Then that gives me an understanding of how long I can count on that person. Sometimes I discover reasons and I discover a different aspect of that person just by asking, hey, how long are you planning on staying with me? A good answer is someone who says, I see myself working in a good company long term. I'm not a type of person who likes instability. I like stability. I like to know that I can count on a company who can provide for me and my family and that provides a good work experience as well so as long as I as I can stay I actually have one VA in my company who says I'm gonna stay with you until I retire I'm not planning on going anywhere I'm gonna stay with you until I retire that's the kind of attitude and that's the kind of answer that I want to see but if that answer would be something like oh well I'm not really sure I guess we'll see how it goes I'm keeping my options open and I left my previous job because well you pay better so <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm staying here for a while I'm not just I don't want to be seen as just a, a company that pays better because there always will be another company who pays even more than I can. So I don't want th that to be the reason, the main, main reason why candidates choose to work with us. It's not only about money. I want candidates to feel like they're being taken care of, like they're being respected, like they enjoy the work they do. So just ask this question, ask this question. How long are you planning on staying with me? and see how your candidates react to that. It, it will tell you a lot about that person. Now, the next question, depending on the role that I hire for, I change it a little bit, but the idea is this, like, hey, if I hired you today, show me exactly how you would be an asset for my company. What exactly would you do? And I'm asking this question because I want to see their level of confidence in the job that they are applying for. What I want to see is, I want to find a person who says, great, you asked me to be your administrative assistant. This is exactly how I'm gonna do this. I'll take care of your email. I'll make sure there's no unread messages. I'll make sure that you know all the important emails you have to answer to and so on. I'll also make sure your calendar's up to date. I will make sure you don't miss any appointments. I'll remind you of that. Basically, I want that person to be so confident in that role that they can talk about it in their sleep. Now, in my previous job, I worked as a person who qualified real estate leads. So if, if I were to apply to a job again, something like that, if someone asked me, okay, how would you be beneficial for my company? If I hired you, how would you help us? I would be able to answer that just like that. Look, in my previous experience, this is what I did to qualified leads and that's exactly what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna make sure no lead is left behind. Follow-ups, we always stay on top of follow-ups. I wanna make sure I answer to the new leads right away so we get to them, we get to the leads very fast and so on, right? So this is exactly what I did and I feel so confident that I can do this for you. And that's the kind of attitude I want to see. And if the person that is asked that question doesn't know how to handle it or thinks about it or is unsure, then I don't think they are prepared to work for my company. I think I'm gonna have to to pour a lot into that person. I'm gonna have to train them and train them until hopefully one day they will be at a level that I need them to be. So if you're looking for an expert right away, give them a challenging task and ask them a challenging question and see how they respond to that. An expert will know very quickly and very 
surely how to respond to a question like that. So that's it. The last question that I'm asking is, tell me about a time when you had to adapt to a change in a company. And it sounds like such an easy question, but again, I'm getting candidates to get stuck when they answer this question. Why am I asking this? Because I mean, look what happened in the previous years. We had the companies, uh, businesses overall had so many changes with COVID, right? We all had to go and work virtual and this closing and that closing and businesses, they had to adapt, especially if you're a small business or even if you're a big business, you're going to have to change the market uh, standards, market uh, requirements. But especially if you're a small business and you're still pivoting and you're still trying to find your way and finding your niche, you want to work with people who are okay with changes and who have that confidence that they will help you no matter what you go through. So a bad answer would be something like, I don't really like change because it causes me a lot of stress. And I remember one time when I worked with a company and we had to work on this important project and it was so stressful and I went home and I was very stressed out and I took it out on my kids and I yelled at them. It was just a very nerve wracking period in my life and I don't really like change. I appreciate the honesty, but I don't think this person would handle the pressure of working for me in my company. So a good answer would be something like, well, you know what? The way businesses operate right now, change is expected. You can't assume that nothing's going to change. When it's, it's like working out, right? You, you need to put a little bit of pressure to have the muscles grow. It's the same in the work environment as well. If we don't have adversity, we don't know how strong we become. So actually, I remember one project that we worked on. It was kind of stressful, but we all pulled our efforts together and we all worked hard to achieve that goal. And in the end, we felt such a relief to know that we handled the project very well and the customer was so happy with that. So yeah, changes to be expected. I guess we just have to really be creative at that time and think about how we can save the situation rather than fall into despair. Question and answer like that would be good enough to tell me how this person thinks and whether or not I want them in my company. So here you have it. There, These are my 10 top questions that I ask in an interview. Depending on the conversation, I ask additional questions. I ask for clarification. I ask to give examples. Another thing that I do is, if I see something on the resume, I'm gonna ask a specific question from the resume. And if they can't answer that, I'm assuming that maybe they lied in the resume or they're not exactly, uh, you know, uh, truthful there. So everything that I see in the resume, they have to back it out with stories, with facts, with numbers. So that's another thing I look at when I hire my team. And everyone on my team, again, they are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people. And they all pass this little test and it works. It really works. People that I had to let go before is, um, I actually did that before I even implemented the system. Now that I'm thinking about this, they, they wouldn't even make the cut. So anyway, there you go. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you can take these uh, uh, questions and you can implement them in your business right now. All right, thanks for joining me today. I'll see you next time.